Welcome to Enrichment Today podcast, hosted by Dr. Amy Christine Blanson. This podcast covers topics to build stability and find tranquility in your life. Join us to discuss topics to improve your financial health, change your limiting beliefs, improve your wellness, and so much more, all to increase your self-sufficiency. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow the Enrichment Today podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and follow the Drew Lewis Foundation on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. You can also check us out on our websites, enrichmenttoday.org and drewlewis.org. Now sit back, relax, and learn to break some crayons with us. Hi, everybody. I'm Holly Melton. I'm sitting in for Amy Blancett this week, Dr. Amy Blancett. She is temporarily uh, out of commission, but she will be listening in and she'll be tuning in and she'll be back right here in this seat in the very near future. But until then, again, I'm Holly Melton. I am the reformed financial advisor who's come to Drew Lewis to help with financial coaching and development. And I am speaking with Misty Harden today, and she is one of our favorite, spectacular, wonderful members. She has a great story that we want to share with you. So um, just sit back, relax. It's a, it's just an unbelievable uh, example of some of the folks that come to Drew Lewis, what they do, what they've dealt with, how they find themselves in pretty tough situations, but they find the drive, the power, the self-empowerment, I guess would be a good way to put it, to pull themselves out of some really difficult circumstances, no matter how many times they come up against obstacles. And that's what we are witnessing with different members at the Drew Lewis Foundation. This is why we ask you for your support. And um, I'm just gonna let Misty start to talk about her story. So Misty, tell us, just start from scratch, how you got associated with the Drew Lewis Foundation and Tell us everything, baby. <laughs> okay, um, about six years ago, um, my daughter brought home some flyers from elementary school. She went to Robertson, and it was just like a community event. Um, do you want to learn how to get out of poverty and break some generational curses? And I, I saw the flyer, and I was like, well, this... At that time, I'd been pretty much isolating myself, and I knew I needed something. I just didn't know what. So we went to that dinner, and I mean, Amy came right up to me, and she was like, hey, and she started telling me about... At that time, it was called Circles. And she started telling me about the program and everything she was saying. I was just like, I need this. I need this. And so um, I called and, you know, got a little more information. But at that time, I had just had a baby and I didn't have very much support. So I didn't, wasn't able to start the program right then. Um, I tried to start a couple more times after that. And I still kind of was set in my own ways, you know. I had fell into some addiction issues. I had... All of my relationships were toxic, pretty much. And so I just, I thought I was ready, but I wasn't really ready to let any of those things be known. I was still pretty ashamed. So, um, like I was telling you earlier, I had gotten in some trouble and I was on probation and I just, I wasn't doing anything I was supposed to be doing. And ended up sitting in Greene County Jail. And I sat there six months and during that six months I just just made that decision to do whatever I needed to do to stop being ashamed, to start putting my story out there to start just working on fixing me and not worrying about anything else. So, um, I contacted a sober living program and when I got out of green County jail, I went directly there and I started 
building some community. I was out maybe, I'd say maybe six weeks when I was called to Fairbanks and I was like, hey, do you guys still do the RISE program? Can I get in? When can I start? And I came up here and I met with Tamar and I started another one of the classes. And um, even I went for a while and was, things were going great and I loved it and met a bunch of great ladies and had a great class and got a job that my hours prevented me from coming. So I had to stop again. <laughs> but then um, once I switched jobs, I was able to get back in. And then with COVID, we went to the video thing, which was perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And I've been in it ever since. And that's been, what, almost two and a half years now, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I've been just trucking along. Yeah, and Misty has been um, a great example of overcoming, you know, a lot of times you hold yourself back because of some shame, right? And shame can be our biggest um, roadblock to get over. There's so many other things that we seem to be able to get through, but feeling insecure and worried that we're going to be judged is something that holds us back from progress. And you get to that point where you're like, enough is enough. I'm not going to be ashamed about anything because you pulled yourself out of a really, really difficult situation. And you've got kids. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like you didn't have somebody there that really needed you. She had, you have five kiddos? Seven. Seven kids. So she had children that needed her and they needed her to be the role model. So that's what she decided to do. Um, You heard Misty talk about RISE. RISE is the program that we have at Drew Lewis that educates and supports and helps transform lives. RISE stands for uh, Reaching Independence Through Support and Education. And I always make sure to read it because I don't want to screw it up. It's an important word. It's an important acronym. Um, Reaching Independence. And that's what our ultimate goal is for all of our members. Uh, We can't do that without community support. So I want Misty to continue to tell her story. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you found at Drew Lewis and the RISE program. What has it helped you with? Oh, man, so much. Um, First, it gave me a sense of community and knowing that I wasn't alone. And I had had such great people in in my classes and, and Tamar and Megan and just everyone. Like I know that I can call them Amy. Um, anytime I need somebody to advocate for me, I know I can give them a call. I was going through court stuff and they're like, if you need letters, if you need us to come to court, if you need us to do anything, we're there. And like um, earlier this year when my significant other passed away, it, they started a meal train for me. They, you know, they were there, they mowed my yard. I mean, just everything. Like I knew no matter what happened, I had people to fall back on. I didn't have to go back into the isolation that yeah. I usually go into when I start get, having a difficult time. Survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. And like they've, I mean, just everything. Like, um, you know, they had help with utilities and rent along the way. And they gave us iPads and a, a home computer. And I wouldn't even have my job right now if it wasn't for being in this program. Because I took, I was in the program and, and while the, when the COVID stuff started mm-hmm. and we kind of had laid off our hours... I went through the Green for Green program through because Meg was like, this would be a cool program. You should go through this. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so I went through that. And while I was doing Green for Green, they happened to have a, jo- a job fair for McCormick at the Career Center. And I had already played, applied at McCormick several times, but they never called me back. And they're like, and I was going through Green for Green, and they're like, we'll help you with the application. We'll help you with the questions. 
So I applied again and got hired. What is Green for Green for those um, of us that don't know? It was a program through the Career Center. Uh, it was like five weeks. I learned. I got 17 certifications, like on lead abatement, um, forklift training. We did job readiness. Oh my gosh! I got so I got a whole book of certificates. It was That's really amazing. great, and yeah. that helped you get your job mm-hmm. at McCormick, yep. which is French's here mm-hmm. in Springfield. Yep. That's amazing. And now my understanding is with that job, it's helped you move into a whole different financial picture. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, like I was telling you earlier, like there's, if you would have, if you would have told me five years ago that I'd have all my bills just set up on auto pay, I'd been like, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, just little things like that because I'm used to living a life where it's, Okay, I'll pay my utility bill this week, my rent, half of it next week, my rent the other half the week after, making arrangements, mm-hmm. juggling it. And now it's just, I just set it all up to get paid and it just goes automatic. And I'm like, all right. That's a good feeling. And you're, yeah. so one of the things that we help our members with at Rise is learning how to budget. So we make sure that everybody understands their income, their expenses, their wants, their needs. Um, so how did that program help with everything that you're ultimately being able um, to succeed with yeah Meg used to be on me because I spent so much money on stuff she's like why are you spending all this money on cable and, and because of this program I, I cut off Mediacom <laughs> <laughs> sorry Mediacom yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, they're like you don't need that so yeah I cut that down and I'm, I'm relentless about even my uh, utilities not turning my heat up too high or the air on too much or and it's all just stuff little stuff that I've learned through here that adds up yeah you know and and not wasting money on things that really don't need, but I want. But yeah, <laughs> Amazon had me hooked there for a little while, but yeah. I'm doing much better. I think that's a COVID <laughs> side effect yeah. of COVID. Thank you for listening to Enrichment Today, brought to you by the Drew Lewis Foundation. At the Drew Lewis Foundation, we educate, empower, and support underserved families through personalized programs and coaching to increase the quality of life and build resilient communities. If you like Enrichment Today, make sure to follow Enrichment Today Andrew Lewis Foundation on social media. And now, back to the show. So, did it help as far as starting a savings account? Yes. And some of the things that we try to help folks accomplish is set up an emergency fund of around $1,000. And then having that three to six month time frame covered if unemployment or something should come up where you can't work. Uh, you know, all these different goals. And it's just kind of... I find it very, um, you sleep better, right? Because you know you have these financial resources in case of an emergency. Um, But it's just cool because I coach some of our members as well. And I love, I just love stories like yours. Um, It means a lot to me. I'm I'm an only parent as well. And uh, it's kind of, encouraging when you hear other single women or single dads out there that are making it work. Um, so what else? Tell me a little bit more about your relationship with Drew Lewis and the classes. Are you, so you're not able to come to class, right? No, because I'm at work, but I do yeah. the Zoom option right? through where at work and it's, it's been great for me. Yeah. I'm so glad we have that. I think that is the coolest thing that we have that option for people who can't come in uh, we do have the Zoom, and that's kind of a nice feature. Um, you know, in all the classes, we build them up over different topics like setting healthy boundaries, uh, understanding the why behind what you do, your intentions. 
um, not just about money and finances. It's getting you to get a different mindset. Um, is there a mindset that you've learned to take on over the past few years that you've been associated with Drew Lewis? Um, basically just not to give up. I, I just know to just keep going and there's, there's nothing to, I think what, I think one thing that Amy used to say is how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Yeah. <laughs> and she, yeah. she always said that, like, just don't ever think anything's too overwhelming and, and don't shut down, just reach out. And I, I used to never reach out ever, but now I know I can just pick up my phone and call somebody and. Especially Meg, I can book her about anything. It's really easy to isolate and mm-hmm. feel, um, you know, going back to what we said, that shame factor can really mess with your head, and uh, you got to get out of that. That's a tough one, but you have to have to get above that. There's a lot of resources that Drew Lewis offers. Are there some that you took advantage of, or? Um, well, I my my youngest one goes to uh, daycare now at Life Three Sixty. Nice. So they help me, you know, with that resource, and then, I mean, they help me with the Green for Green. They've they've helped me with, I mean, just everything. I I just I can't go on and on enough about the program and how much they've done for me. Yeah. So what was your first impression of Amy when you met her? Oh, uh, I thought just her strength. Like you automatically just you can see the strength in her. And it's just like, wow, she, she's just not scared of anything. She's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. That's, a, that's <laughs> a really good way to describe her. She's pretty fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. And then uh, Megan, was Megan your first coach? Um, no. Um, actually, my very first one, um, her name, I think her name was Keely, but it's been a very long time ago. And then I had Drew, and then I had Tamar, and then I had Megan. Megan, yeah. yeah. Megan is... I've been through them. Yeah, she's pretty cool. And yeah. now you're with Monica, right? Yeah. Yeah. Monica's mm-hmm. another... So she went through Rise, mm-hmm. and now she's a coach. So it's a pretty cool evolution that we've got going on, and uh, makes me happy. Um, so what other obstacles you've had a... You've had your share. What was it like growing up for you? Did you have stuff that happened and has that been um my childhood I mean I was the only child and grew up with my mom and my grandma and we moved here from Texas when I was about 14 I actually lived right across the street from here and grew up right here I went to Weaver and Pipkin and I had a pretty good great childhood I, I think that a lot of mine was I was very spoiled and I got pretty much whatever I wanted and we didn't uh, one of the things we talked about a lot in class is like um not talking about money growing up mm-hmm. and like and when I grew up it was like we didn't ask how much stuff cost it was rude and things like that so I didn't really know a lot about savings or bills or anything mm-hmm. so as I got older I think I had the sense of entitlement that mm-hmm. I should be able to have whatever I wanted because that's now I you know go, mm-hmm. growing up I got what I wanted and so as I got older and didn't get what I wanted I started acting out and got ended up getting in a bunch of trouble. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I turned like 18, 19 is when I started getting in trouble with the law and stealing and things like that. So so you're one of those stories that just fascinates me because you have come through some stuff. And So there wasn't anything in particular that was crazy that happened when you were younger. It was mm-hmm. just that sense of, I should have that, so I'm going to take it. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's probably more prevalent than we realize. And then um, you've just kind of become a success story, so it's kind of come full circle. So what do you teach your kids? What are you teaching them? To um, I teach them about how expensive things are, and, like, nothing's free. Mm-hmm. 
it's okay to talk about money. It's okay to ask how much stuff is. And it's okay to do chores and earn money so you can buy things. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have to be just given to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got um, a 16-year-old, is mm-hmm. that right? So yeah. are they working? And... Um, she watches the kids for me while I work. Yeah. So she's pretty much the babysitter. Yeah. So That's a cool thing. Yeah. But she, I definitely, you know, I pay her and she earns her money for it. Yeah. And so she, she kind of likes that right now. So you're teaching mm-hmm. them the, I mean, it's amazing what kids soak in, right? They mm-hmm. just absorb so much. And um, they're probably just learning so much from your life story. Do you share everything with them as far as, as I guess, age appropriate? Yeah, Cause pretty much. I mean, yeah, my little ones don't really know much, but my older ones definitely do. Yeah, because my oldest is 25. Gotcha. And so I have a 25, 24, uh, 19, and a 16. Those are my older ones. And so they know, you know what I've been through. And I try, to sh- I try to let them know that so that they know not to go down that same road. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's really hard once you get started on that road to come back. But it's never, you're never too far gone, yeah. definitely. I like so. that. You're never too far mm-hmm. gone. I like that a lot. Um, and you have to believe in yourself. And you have to find some type of support system. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. So when you you said you were in jail for a little while, mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, oh yeah, in 2018, and you knew the Drew Lewis people at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it a source of help at all, or no? I didn't really reach back out until after I got out. Gotcha. Yeah, I wasn't reaching out to anyone before I went. I was I had started using and was isolating so much. Nobody ever saw me so what was the catalyst what was it that really pushed you to say enough is enough before I got locked up I I knew I was miserable like I I never left the house and everybody I was surrounded with is they weren't supportive at all and like I was just miserable I was so depressed Mm -hmm. like I was ready to call it quits and then I think going to jail is what saved me Mm -hmm. because it gave me that time away from the situation I was in and it, it let me you know get sober and kind of get back to myself and realize this is not what I want to keep doing in my life. And it's like, something's got to change. And I just remember sitting in the courtroom, listening to the prosecutor list off how many crimes I committed and all these things I've been doing since I was 18 years old and now I'm 40, you know? And I just was sitting there like, is this really what I want my whole life to be like? Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking that, like, I've got, I've got to change. And even my lawyer told me, he's like, if you don't change, you're going to prison. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's no, there's no way I'm going to be able to save you. Mm-hmm. And even at that point, we thought for sure I was going back to prison. Like, I didn't even know if they'd let me out to go to the sober living house. That was just a grasping at a straw. And then they were, offered me 10 years in prison. And I fought that. And the judge was like, this is your last chance. He's like, you're doing really good. He's for Because he, he ended up um, setting my sentencing out for a year and let me finish the entire program just to see what I was going to do. The sober. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I finished the program. I was working and doing everything I was supposed to be doing, going to classes, coming here, um, volunteering for some other places. And he's like, and even the judge said, he's like, you know, you, you were pretty far down the road. We didn't know if you were going to save yourself. He's like, but I'm going to give you this chance. And so far, yeah. it's been great. That Two years, I've, I've been doing the right thing. So Yeah. yeah. That really gives me chills. <laughs> I, I love that um, you just discovered this passion for your life that was more important than any external source, mm-hmm. you know? Um, gosh, that is, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Well, I mean, what else? Is there anything else that you want to share about your association with Drew Lewis? And um, going to keep on 
Oh, yeah, I'm here. You guys are going to keep hearing from me. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'd love... So some of the times I'll teach on a Thursday night, and we'll have some people in class, and then I'll look up on the Zoom screen, and there is Misty, and you've got your (laughs) protective gear on because over at the factory they have... What is it? Your my headphones and my hard hat. Pla- yeah, I have yeah. a mask on. And so she is all. She just about this much of me. Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, this was all I knew of Misty. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I love that you are there and you participate. You don't just listen, you know click it on and do whatever. You're usually asking questions or posting something to chat. So it's been a pretty amazing experience, and I feel very very blessed to get to finally meet you in person um, and not just over the camera so well I think we're going to wrap up this episode Um, it was just really important to me that you guys start meeting some of the members from the Drew Lewis community because we can't do our work unless our members do their work and we've got some people out there that are just bound and determined to make their life better Um, It is a matter of digging in and finding out what's important um, and then believing in yourself enough, putting the shame out of the picture, no room for shame, doing the work, taking it step by step, asking questions, feeling empowered, and moving forward every day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Enrichment Today podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit our websites, enrichmenttoday.org and drewlewis.org. Until next time, remember to break some crayons.